everybody. Welcome to the newest edition of uh, Right Here, Right Now. This is Pat Young from Dog Ear Books, and I am thrilled to have, for the second time, Mr. Eli Craner. Welcome, Eli. Thanks, Miss Pat. Really glad to be here. We are so excited to have you here. You were our very first guest on our podcast, um, and we talked back then about the middle school book that you had just put out, Books Make Brains Taste Bad. That has been a very big seller in our store, and uh, kids really love it. Parents love it. I loved it. It was awesome. Did did really good with that. But um, we all understood at the time that that was just kind of a, 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 you were marking time in a way. It was a filler while you were waiting for the big one. Mm to catch on and get ready. And I believe even at that time you knew something was happening with your major novel that you'd been working on. Uh, and uh, I remember back, how many years ago was it that you came and did a reading at the store? Yeah, it was like 2018. Yeah, and it was the short story version of your book that you were working on. And then um, many trials and tribulations mm-hmm. A lot of waiting, a lot of ups and downs, I know. Tell us a little bit about how you finally got your novel going. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, it was a... The short story won a prize, and um, I came and got to do like a big reading for you guys, and it was so much fun. It made me feel like it was just a short story, you know, in a little literary magazine in North Carolina, but it felt like a real book, and it felt... I mean, there were so many friends and family there... Um, and then since that time, yes, yeah, so that was 2018. I think I finished this manuscript in 2016. So, like, I wrote the short story. It became the first chapter. It deals so close with my life, and it's about a high school uh, football coach uh, and a player who uh, has a really volatile home life, and, and there's a murder on the eve of the playoffs, and, and it's called Don't Know Tough. And, and it was just this book that... Um, it was actually, I think, the fourth full manuscript that I finished, and 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 I wrote right now. I've written oh, I've written ten full manuscripts, but it Ooh. was like even throughout all of these, you know, trying to send them off to agents and do all that. It was like this book. I just kept thinking uh, this one had my heart in it, and so the way that process works is you write the book, and then you have to write just a tiny little um, what's called a query letter, which mm-hmm. is like two hundred words. And you send it off to agents, and they read that query letter. Don't even read the pages most of the time. Uh, and if they think it sounds intriguing or marketable, you know, then they'll want to look at the book. So yeah, I did that from like 2017 all the way through to like 2020. Um, and finally, I through the revised manuscripts and talking with some of these agents, but never really getting bites. Um, I'd collected over 200 rejections on that. And I finally had, I had over 20 of these agents who were reaching out and wanting to read the whole book. And it was right at the beginning of March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And so we know what happened yeah. in like New York and around oh, here, but New York yeah. especially, that was like right when, and so I don't know for a fact, like if that's what happened, but New York City just shut down and the mm. whole, everybody in the literary world, you know, they weren't sure what was going to happen with publishing and and so I got 20 really fast, like, thank you, Eli, but we can't take on a debut novel at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is when Brains came into the picture because mm-hmm. I had been going for like five years at this one goal of like being, and, and for those that don't know, there's, there's two routes. You can, you can 
self-publish a novel through Amazon, through whatever, and that's what I did with Brains. Or you can do it, you know, a different way where you try to go through Penguin Random House or Simon and Schuster, whoever. Mm-hmm. They, and right. and the main difference there is distribution. So mm. you know, like with with a book like Brains, you can get it in a local bookstore, but you're taking it. Like you got to drive it over there and do it. with a book like Don't Know Tough. You know, for a traditional published book. You get it wherever books are sold, you know, across the country, or pretty much with this one, it'll be any any English speaking country. You know, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll go out. So anyway, I wrote Brains in the midst of all that and the pandemic, and it was the most fun. And I was dead set on thinking, well, hell, I'm gonna, you know, I have a lot of hustle. I'm just gonna go and keep doing this. And I had the next Brains book written. I had a, which I'm still waiting for. <laughs> I, had the, I had a football like <laughs> kids book, another called Jock Boy about a magical jock. <laughs> Strap, um, and I was just dead set. It was such a good fit. I was going to see so many elementary school age kids, middle school age kids. My parents were both middle or elementary school educators, so it felt like a perfect thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. and it was a far cry from what I, you know, set out to do. And and I just thought, well, you know, I, I'm going to keep following the the flow. And I think brains came out in like September, um, and then like the end of that October. I get a call from this publisher that had sponsored a contest. And it was a contest where you didn't have to have one of those silly agents. You could just submit your manuscript mm-hmm. straight to the publisher and you would get, you know, uh, a nationally published or internationally published book deal. It was called the Peter Lovesy First Crime Novel Contest. Wow. Um, and it was published through Soho Crime. They put it on. They're distributed by Penguin Random House. And I get this call. And I remember when I got it, like, I didn't even think it was that big a deal. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But I'm kind of doing this other thing, you know, now. Like, I'm, I'm self-publishing these middle grade books. And we're, we're doing really big things, you know, at Dog Ear Books and around Russellville. Tens of books. And, I mean, I, I really remember, say, like, saying, I didn't say that verbatim to this, to this editor. But I really didn't. I was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Like, we can do the contest. And then, as it got going, I just, um, I don't know. Like, so where we are now, and the book comes out in March. Um, but, like, as of right now, like, literally today, I got to see the actual. So the, a couple of months ago, which is what you got, they sent out, like, paperback arcs, advanced reader copies. Those go out to reviewers and other mm-hmm. authors, you know, mm-hmm. for people to see. And this is just the fun stuff that you never, I never really knew happened. But those books go out to people, I don't even know who they're all they're going out mm-hmm. to, but today I got to see the actual like hardcover jacket, and so collected on there were all of the blurbs in people, mm-hmm. and I think there's six featured on the book, and all six are New York Times best-selling authors, so like... <laughs> I essay, have chills. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. So like, S.A. <laughs> Cosby wrote Blacktop Wasteland and Razorblade Tears, Ace Atkins... Uh, Steph Cha, um, Michael Carita, who just had that movie with Angelina Jolie. Um, what was that one? Um, Those Who Wish Us Me Dead. Those Who Wish Me yeah. Dead, like the mm-hmm. firefighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, like it just blew me. And then to see, you know, they've read the book and see what they have to say about it. And so yeah, that has just been cool. And so, yeah, the buzz is, I don't know how this works. Like, and it's out, it's like with, with brains and a self-published book. Everything is in your hands. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm calling you and we're figuring out distribution and we're doing. And with this, it's all just like I wrote the book. You know, that's like pretty much (laughs) my job, you know. So it's cool. It's cool because but 
it, it goes against my personality in some ways because I'm so <laughs> much of an old football coach, like getting it all figured out. But yeah, Control. yeah, yeah. The, the Library Journal, um, which is the leading publication for librarians mm-hmm. um, across the United States and all English speaking countries, it's like a it, 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 library in school, public libraries, whatever. Right. They chose um, Don't Know Tough as a top for debut of 2022. Oh, my. So so well-deserved, though. I mean, it's like, I'm surprised, but I'm not. (laughs) Because I finally, after, you know, possibly a little begging, uh, you sent me a PDF of the book. And I stayed up all night reading it. And, oh, my gosh, that it was... It was gripping. It was uh, so emotional, and it just kept you till the end. And I—I'll be honest. I wanted more. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to—I wanted to follow these people. You get so invested in them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you—you—I'm not—I'm not surprised that people see that. Well, people who know books. And I'm going to say so. this because when we were talking about those five years and doing that stuff, I mean. There were so many afternoons, I could, you know, where nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I get to the end of a week, like a Friday, and I'm teaching, you know, but I'm also checking my email and looking. And I can remember Miss Pat, like it was almost a, a religious thing. Like I would come to the bookstore uh-huh. on like a Friday afternoon with mm-hmm. my daughter, or even before my daughter was around, mm-hmm. and I would just tell you what was going on. Yeah, you know, like I would tell you, like, okay, I got two agents that requested the book, and here's everybody these agents represent, and I really think this might work (laughs) out. Exciting, and it never worked out. You know, like none of that ever worked out. But I can remember, and like how important that was to me to have a local bookstore, Mm -hmm. have a a people who you know cared about books, and and had all the new releases, and had all the stuff. You know, it was, it was a dream, a tangible dream, like to see exactly, yeah. that place in our community. And so that meant so much to me. Well, it, and it was because we had read other things that you had written. Yeah. We the saw, open mic nights. I mean, you know, but it's <laughs> the, <laughs> the videos, the, the short, every time I get a short story, Emily would do a video. Exactly. And, you know, so it, it was so evident right from the beginning what a great writer you are. I mean, just, mm, I kept calling you our John Grisham. And someday <laughs> they'll be saying, oh, yeah, you're our Eli Craners. Because I, I really see this nationally, internationally. I mean, you were talking about English language until they translate it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then it'll be translated into 40 languages. Because the, the story is very... Um, Specific as far as it's Arkansas. Yep. And, but it's the human experience. Everybody can relate to this on some level. Yeah. And you can really see the, the uh, emotions in it. And um, I, I just, uh, you know, it just, it just blew me away. And one thing that's hard for me sometimes is to read a book that goes back and forth with um, either in time or the characters. And sometimes I tend to get a little confused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so if I have to go back and look and see, so, okay. But with yours, I don't know if I should say this, it might be a bit of a spoiler, but you you do tend to write it from different perspectives. Yeah, you can say it, yeah. Yeah, Well, and, you know, and then, of course, there's the the coach and and those that group of people and and the way that that's written you get to know them but then the boy in the story yeah. who is from 
South Denton, Arkansas. Yeah. But he's originally from Eastern Arkansas. Okay. So he's a little bit of an outsider yeah. in the hill part of it. And Arkansas. yeah, and had a very distinctive way of talking. Right. And you did such a great job writing that. Mm. You know, so that it wasn't like I kept having to think. I mean, I could hear this boy talking in my head. It yeah. was just very clear. And so to me, that's just another example of your skill. Well, and that's that's a really, it's funny because throughout those five years of sending stuff off, what did every all-knowing agent in New York City have to say? Like, this book's too ambitious, you know, or it's too experimental. Like, you're doing too many, too many things. And then um, when the book finally found its home... What has everybody said in retrospect? Like, what are the things they like the most about the book? Yeah. You know, it's the voice and it's, the way that I've, you know, it's, it's not, edgy. It's, yeah. it's all those things that weren't right, yeah, and now a, they're right. It's yeah. a linear story, so it does start at yes. point A and end at point B. But it, it's not. It's a, like you said. You know, it's not. It actually, it, it, it's told in a chapter, alternating chapters between first mm-hmm. person, which you get to hear Billy Lowe, who's the running back and the the, the troubled home life kid, uh, and then it'll jump in the next chapter to any a bunch of characters, whoever he encounters, mm-hmm. and, and really right. the, you know, the way that it's all set up is is Billy Lowe is the best running back, the best player on this football team. He's he's being abused by his mother's boyfriend. He has a brand-new coach, Trent Powers, who moves into town from California. So he's way a fish out of water in this fictional Arkansas town called Denton, Arkansas. But he's a very devout and very uh, religious sort of guy that that also not only sees coaching as, you know, wins and losses, but he sees a chance to really help this kid. And so he's, he's doing all this stuff for Billy, and they're winning a lot of games. And then on the eve of the playoffs, the guy who's been – abusing Billy is found beaten to death in his trailer. And so, and so and so the rest of the book is, you know, who did it. It's really it's getting classified as a mystery, which that's so funny because when I was sending it all out, you know, I hadn't I thought I don't know what I thought it was. I mean I didn't set out to write, you know, a crime or a mystery. But that's what it is. I mean from that it point is. on it's who yeah. who did it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it plays out in kind of this who who did it fashion. Uh, but yeah, Billy's voice is the engine because he is telling his story mm-hmm. and the reason I made it this kind of strange where it's where it's a little experimental I guess or whatever where the next chapters that always follow Billy will tell you what he did and what happened and then it pulls back almost and it's almost like you get to see what he just said from the eyes of a person who's maybe quite not not quite so volatile and not quite so hard-edged mm-hmm. as he is you know so and, and so that's a way that you get to meet, you know, all the different characters that are in the book. Right. And, and it's just, um, like I said, it's so well done. And um, the, the going back and forth, you know, alternating chapters is uh, you use that technique really well. Some people can tell that can do a, a crime story mm-hmm. and um, and you get caught up in the crime and all of the the investigation and the all this but you don't always get any underlying emotional mm. impact and in this boy you get both mm. I mean it, it is a very gut-wrenching kind of uh, story mm-hmm. and uh, you know it made me I cried mm. I mean you know it's it just as a former teacher somebody who worked with kids I know how how sometimes things go on in their lives that are so um, horrific mm-hmm. uh, and that other people don't see mm-hmm. necessarily. They'll see the bad behavior, but they don't see why, what's driving that. But in your book, 
in your in your writing and all, um, you give that under underlying. You know, you get to see underneath all of that, beyond yeah. it, and so that's just another well, reason why. It's so and that was um, from the st- back to these silly agents. Another thing they always used to say is that you know this was a stat that was thrown at me. I don't know how many times that like when it comes to people who buy novels and read fiction, it's like eighty five percent women. Mm-hmm. And so what they would always throw back in my face is like, no woman's going to want to read this gritty Southern, you know, mm-hmm. book about a, 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 a tough, a, you know, tough kid. And, and, and I was always like, mm. you know, because so many are mothers or teachers or, and, and now that the book has been getting, you know, again, read, it's funny because some of those are the people who've enjoyed it most because of, oh, yeah. the, because of the empathy, you know, yes. for this kid who is just Absolutely. at his, at his, at he, that's the whole title of the book, you know, and I, I teach in the alternative learning school and I coached, um, you know, players who were so similar to this, you know, uh, I've had people ask me, you know, but this book is, it's a conglomeration of five years of high school coaching and now five years of teaching alternative learning English, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. Billy Lowe is no one kid. He is a, he's a melding of all of these, these really tough stories. And that's, if the book has a mission, you know, uh, more than anything, and I don't know that it has to or that it does, but if it does, I mean, it's in the title. It, it, it's a, it's a chance for the reader to look at it. And it's a, almost a challenge, you know, to say, like you don't know tough. Like no. you don't know like we these don't. kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I really hope you know some of these people in other parts of the country, because uh, I don't know that I'm sympathetic toward Arkansas in any way in this book. I, I'm. It's really nice with the coach and his wife and his family being from California. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was really able to look at Arkansas through the eyes of of True. an out of yeah. out of towner, you know, and yeah. really see. Especially this is a very small, smaller than Russellville um, sized town. Um, and so, yeah, that the, the main goal is to, to just show people mm-hmm. out in the world outside of Ro- Russellville, Arkansas, small town Arkansas, they're like, you don't know. Like, no. you don't really know what it's like. And, and I think that, uh, you know, the book, when, when it's read by people who aren't from Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, they will identify with it on some level um, emotionally. And if you have worked in a situation where mm-hmm. you've been around kids, you know, in a school or any kind of environment where, um, and, and when I was an assistant principal, I got to, I, those are the kids I got right. to work with. And even in Russellville, you know, in a smaller town, how you, uh, this might be bigger than that town in your book, but you come across these kids right. and it just tears you up right. and you want to do better for them. Right. And so I think, if anything, that this book could be really um, kind of an a inspiration to mm. people to make them stop and really look at something yeah. and see that kid that's troubled and yeah. think, okay, I don't know tough. Mm. I don't know what they're going through because I couldn't go through mm. it if I did. You know. So I think, I think your book, you know, I see it as it's not just a crime book or just a mystery. The emotion, that's what's going to grab people is mm-hmm. the emotional impact of it. So well, my awesome. mother-in-law is a really great example because she's a reader, um, but not a reader of something like this. And so mm-hmm. for years now, I mean, I've had this book finished for years. You know, mm-hmm. my wife read it, my mom read it, and my mother-in-law kept like coming around. I was like, she never straight up asked me, like, could she read the book? Yeah. But then like when I had the actual bound, like advanced reader <laughs> copy, she was yeah. like, Ela. 
like, let me read the book. And so I remember handing it to her and I just gave her like this disclaimer. I was like, you know, it's not a happy story. You know, it's, it's gritty. It's dark. When people ask me, you know, like, well, what is it? I try to explain it like with that Netflix series, Ozark. Oh Um, yeah. I think it falls into Mm -hmm. that same sort Mm -hmm. of like, you know, that's what you can expect in terms of content and like tone of the story. Right. So I told her all this, you know, and, and then just kind of waited, you know, like for the next couple of days thinking like she may never look at me the same again, you know, because it's my heart and soul on this on the page. And she loved it. You know, she oh, finished it yeah. in like two days and she said, you know, it's it's tough. It's yeah. hard. Um, but but it's true. Yes. And and that's a quote that I always throw out there. And it's it's a, from Barry Hanna. Who Barry Hanna was this Mississippi writer, uh, mainly of short stories, he wrote some novels, but he said, you know, I will, I will write anything or I will read anything, you know, as long as it's true, mm-hmm. you know. And so I always thought, there you go, which, is, which says a lot in our time today, you know, with, with all the rules we're putting yeah. on this different stuff. But well, as long and, as it's true. And, you know, um, any kind of book, whether it's uh, science fiction or fantasy, if it doesn't have that underlying uh, truth and yeah. heart that, you know, okay, so take that basic premise that you know it can be in any book and then you can dress it up however you want to but um you know if if it 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 just needs to it needs to have that um emotional foundation yeah that people can get into and then they kind of settle into it and they're like Mm -hmm. okay i'm going on this ride yeah i'm going to see where this takes me and so and to me that's that's what it makes a great book. Yeah. And that's why I think you're going to be so successful. Mm. So, oh, <laughs> I hope I'm not jinxing you, but, <laughs> but I have, it has to be said. I mean, and, and you told me this the other day, I was so excited because I've always said, Eli, <clears throat> when it comes time to do your, your book as an audio book, you must read it yourself uh, and share with everybody what you found out. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I, I pushed for it. I followed your, your lead. And I, I do, I, I, one thing I do in my, my process, and this is going to reveal a lot about me, but when I finish writing for the day, I, you know, I'll write throughout the day in the morning, get everything kind of how I like it, you know, for however many words that is, a thousand words, a couple of pages. And then at night after the kids go to bed, I call my mom (laughs) and what I do is I read like however many pages that is out loud to my mom Mm -hmm. and if I'm in and I'm not always drafting a novel you know I just can't be but when I'm in that stage of when I'm writing a new book the first draft I do that every night and it's a way for me to feel the voices and to Mm -hmm. practice so there's a lot of out loud reading and then when it's all said and done and like before I like this book before I send it off like as the final draft to this publisher um I read the whole stinking thing out loud to her again. Man, uh, shout out to mom. Yeah, mom, oh. Christy Craner gets a huge shout out. <laughs> um, and anyway, so it, that voice of any of the characters, and, and especially in this book, Billy, the, the, the protagonist and the young running back, it was really personal to me. You mm-hmm. know? And it yeah. was a big deal, not only that, but just how that voice was going to be conveyed, you know, because these were the players I had had and these were uh, the students that I teach now. And this is so different. Uh, I did not want to have some voice actor get on there and be like, 
down the country road, there we go, you know, because that's not the voice. Like, no. the, the, the person that I'm conveying, you know, my players, they are, you know, redneck, they're, they're southern, uh, but they listen to hip-hop, you know, and, they, and there's that, there's that, you know, there's all these different shades to their voice. So, so yes, I will get to read the audiobook. Uh, I'm going to Memphis uh, in January, and we're recording that then. So yeah, we're really excited about that. <laughs> that is exciting because uh, you do, you have that a, a very mesmerizing voice. I think mm. your voice just kind of pulls you in. <laughs> like you butter. know, like yeah. Butter. I would I would just listen <laughs> to it forever. <laughs> and uh, but you're right because you don't want. Yeah. It's like your baby. You yeah. don't want to just turn it over to somebody else and let them do their interpretation. Well, I've had a lot of authors tell me that I'll never do it again. They're like, once you do this, you know, <laughs> Eli, you will. And, and they might be right. Like, I, this yeah. book is so voice-driven that I yeah. think I will pay my pound of flesh or more, you know, to do it. Because mm-hmm. I have heard it's something like, you know, like for every hour of like just like reading it's three hours of recorded text, you know, because it's just like this sort of stuff, like getting it all right. And mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. it's like three days of, yeah. but but for this book, it's so, the voice is, is so important. It is. You know? It is. And I'm so glad that, that they saw that too. Yeah, they're now, great. Now, when you, um, because it seems like when we interviewed you last time, the, around that time, you was that when you told me something big was happening in December, but you couldn't say what it was? Was that the timing? Like last year? It was, yeah. Last Christmas, yeah, right? Right that now. That was right. It was right Okay, okay. Because we couldn't, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't talk about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? They're going to yeah. buy the book. It's going to be a movie. Yeah. Who's in it? I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mind just went many ways. But um, so so then the man, tell a little bit about the, the man who sponsored the contest because that's Yeah, this is a really cool story. His name is Peter Lovesey, and he's a British. Uh, mystery writer so like if you've seen the movie knives out uh Mm -hmm. like picture that dude like that patriarch like that's who peter reminds me of Mm -hmm. he's the sweetest um just most giving kind dude have you Um, met him well everything's virtual so like we have you know and if this hadn't been this time like when the contest was announced they were having a gala that we would have been in new york city for this whole thing um, and I know we didn't okay. get it's to do okay. that, but maybe, okay. yeah, maybe it'll long. Yes, come it, back it will. You know, Eli, things happen at the right time. Yeah. And the older you get and the more experience you have, you see that you look back and you go, oh, wow. Yeah. If that had happened yeah. when I thought, hmm, but it didn't. And now. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so Peter. Well, Peter, this, he definitely happened. It yeah, happened in a big way for me because what mm-hmm. they did was 50, 50 years ago, um, Peter Lovesey was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. He was 32 uh, years old, and he won a debut crime novel uh, contest mm-hmm. um, in Britain, and it launched his whole career. And so 50 years later, uh, and he was published mm-hmm. at the age of 34. Mm-hmm. And so 50 years later, he decided his publisher, my publisher, wanted to throw a huge party and like celebrate 50 years worth of Peter Lovesey. And he said, no, I want to do a debut crime novel contest. So this was the inaugural contest. I don't know if they'll do it anymore. And so instead of having this big party, he put all the funds toward the publication of the book, toward, you know, launching. And yeah, so what they did was they they narrowed it down from a pool of like 500 international applicants to three books. Like the publisher did all that. And they mm. went through this. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And I want to say I might be embellishing here. I know at least one of the other two, and it might have been both, were like like London-based like mystery novels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's Don't Know Tough. From you know Arkansas. this this <laughs> book about American football in Arkansas. Oh and God. somehow, and so they send the three off to Peter, and he reads them, and he chooses Don't Know Tough. And so yeah, and the rest. Is history and and the the strangest thing is like next year I'll be thirty four, and I'm a school teacher and Peter Loves he was a school teacher and he was published at thirty four. I love it. Yeah, this it's yeah. It's cool. I mean it's the circle. Don't make me sing it, but you know Uh-oh. Liar <laughs> the King. circle of life. You know, uh, but it is. It's how you look. Like I said, you look back. Yeah. And you see it, and it's like, oh, now, mm, yeah. mm, this is so good. And I was, it was so impressive because, like you said, it was in uh, Britain. It, he's a British writer, uh, international, uh, and I, I hate to say it, but I've been telling people 200 applications. I'll have to up that number yeah. next time. It's 500. Well, maybe it's not. I'm, well, I don't know. It's hundreds it's of applications. Release, yeah. it's, it's all out there. And, you know, um, that says a lot for somebody who is so outside of, you know, because he's there and then we're over here. Yeah. And for that to just grab his attention, and I, I, I can't remember the quote, but it's a very, it's an excellent quote that he has on your yeah, book he about, does. He uh, really you know, hits it, you yeah, know. He, he does. really sums it up mm. well. And it's, uh, it's just so great. Um, so, what are you... So this comes out in March. This comes out on March 8th. March 8th. Now, and that's a Tuesday. 2022. It's a yep. Tuesday, yep. And we are working on yes, having a uh, launch party probably the Sunday before on the 6th. So mm-hmm. check out Facebook and we'll be sending notices out and all uh, about, <clears throat> you know, to have... Eli, I don't. We'll just have a get together. Uh, he, it'll be downtown somewhere. He will sign copies, and we may be able to get the copies released two days early. That's what I've been told. Yeah. Okay. For, so, for so you come home, to the party. Yeah, we yeah. get it before anybody and, else uh, can get it. And pre-orders are going to be starting up this week at Dog Your Books, where I, you know, if you want to come in and go ahead and pre-order the book, we will have um, amazing and awesome gift card like things <laughs> that we will give you if you would like to get it as a gift for someone nice. uh, and you it will you know basically say you know we are gifting you a copy of the next great novel <laughs> <The> next <laughs> what great novel. it's going to say things you know like that but um and then you can just you know use that as a gift because if it's yeah. if you pre-order it We'll have it then, and Eli can sign it. You'll get it a couple of days early. And even if they don't come to the event, I'll you know any book mm-hmm. for you guys, I will definitely sign. Yeah. You know, so so there's that. Any, yeah. Any book. Yeah. So don't buy it anywhere, but yes. from Dog Ear because yes. I will you'll have to have proof of purchase. I don't a, know how that will work, but. <laughs> Well, that's right. You won't get it till no, that I'm day anyway. If they, when if they come into your bookstore, yeah. like any book copy in your bookstore will already be signed. Yeah. You know, so as soon as Perfect. you guys get them in, just and so yeah. if they want, even if they're not going to pre-order them or get them, true, know, I'll, true, I'll them yeah. And if they don't pre-order but they show up on that Sunday launch and get a book, then we can have same other thing, copies, right? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And even personalize them. Personalize it. Yes. Wow. To to dear Auntie. Ellie <laughs> and Uncle Bob, <laughs> but uh, 
That, that's exciting. Uh, we're, we're excited about it because we've never had a chance to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And we're so fortunate in an area, um, you know, a, a small town in the middle of Arkansas. And, uh, you know, there are people in this world on either coast or just around the world, and they hear Arkansas and they're like, Do, do they, you do wear they, shoes? Yes. And do they read in Arkansas? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, when you hear that, you just cringe because you're like, why? Why do people discount us and yeah. um, without knowing us? Yeah. And then you get to, you know, you see things like this book and and you start hearing, uh, you know, about things that are going on and and, and, and get your pig hearted. And I mean, yes. there's a lot of great books. There are, great. and that's just two superb authors from our little town. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I just, uh, it's thrilling to see that happen and. Uh, Alex did move to Illinois. (laughs) Eli will never be allowed to move. Will never move. He will never move. He moved into a new house. He has to stay here. (laughs) We're stuck. He's invested now. Yep. Uh, But uh, but no, that is amazing, Pat. And I I don't. I'm going to completely lie about all the numbers here. But there, like I remember as I was, you know, as I was trying to to make it and get a traditionally published Mm -hmm. book deal by one of the big publishers in New York City and. I remember, like, I'd, you know, just keep, after I'd come in and see you and get my pep talk, you know, I would go home and I would Google, like, weird things, like, what is the percent of, like, authors who make it? You know, I'd try, and I'd yeah. try to find, like, I'd Google things like that, yeah. like, trying to get, like, tangible numbers. And I can't remember, but, you know, like, even, like, just to get an agent to, like, request to read the full manuscript that you've read, mm-hmm. like, this was something, like, or that you've written, this was something that like there were numbers on. So like, let's say you went and over the course of the last year, you wrote a, uh, an 80,000 word manuscript mm-hmm. and then you wrote that query letter and then you started sending it off to agents. The numbers that I found, you know, for them to read that and then want to re- actually read the whole thing. It was something like an average agent, you know, gets anywhere from like 500 to a thousand of those queries a month. Oh, wow. And then out of yeah. that, that's one agent, you mm-hmm. know, out of that, you know, they might request one mm-hmm. on, and that's just to request it. And mm-hmm. then the numbers beyond that were like, after they've requested it, you know, and they're mm-hmm. actually wanting to read it. And that the fact like that they'd actually read it and then want to think like, okay, this is something I can sell and make money off of. It was like one in a hundred from the ones that they pick, you know, from mm-hmm. there past that, they got to take that and then <laughs> go sell it to Simon and Schuster <laughs> and the numbers there, you know, yeah, so to have yeah. two people, in this town, mm-hmm. you know, it's and, and there's a lot of other great writers there in are. the community too. There are, there are. Um, it's uh, and I, and I think there's a lot of support in this community for writers. Yeah. Um, and groups that get together, and I know November being NaNoWriMo, <coughs> which stands for National Novel Writing Month. Nice. Uh, and we're kind of almost in the middle of that but we are supporting that effort so if you are doing any kind of uh, writing or or, I don't think we're really doing a lot of in person yet with that it's mostly online but we've got some awesome uh, paraphernalia some uh, 
what, what all have we got, Emily? Like bags and a mug or two and some things like that. Are we going to be books giving? Nice, like writer yeah. advice books, craft Yeah, books. oh yeah. And they do have some really good for young writers. Yeah. If it's a, you know, you're a teen uh, and you are interested in writing, there we do have some of those books. And, and they really just lay it out step by step. And it helps you go through it. And um, you might be really surprised at what you can come yeah. up with. So, you know, but but this town does have a lot of uh, encouragement for oh, writers. no doubt. And I'm going to throw in there, Pat, just books on mm-hmm. writing. Like, that's kind of like mm-hmm. this weird fetish of mine, mm-hmm. books on writing. Stephen King on writing is like a Bible for his first starting writers. Uh, Benjamin Percy. Ben Percy's got one called Thrill Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Bradbury's got uh, Zen and the Art of Writing. And then I do a monthly column at a website called Crime Reads, where I get to interview authors that are mystery, thriller, crime. And all I talk about on there is how they write. You know, like, how do they structure their days? When mm-hmm. do they write? How many mm-hmm. Are they trying to aim for a word count? Do they use a pen and paper? Do they use a computer? And there's 10 of those up right now. You know, and there's okay. one coming each month, but there's some really... Megan Abbott was one I got to talk with. Now, how do people find this? You can just Google Eli Craner Shop Talk. Uh, it's called Shop Talk. Shop Talk. Shop okay. Talk. Yeah. Right. And so that's some really. I, it, it, if I was a young writer, like I'm, I'm loving getting to do it because I'm getting to learn from all of these yeah. really cool people. But that's Megan good. Abbott's been on there. Ace Atkins has been on there. Um, some really, really. Um, Steph Child was one that was on there too. So nice. Yeah. Super cool. Very nice. So I was going to say, what's in the works? Yeah. Anything coming down the line or yeah. publisher interested in another? Yeah. So, thing? yeah, you get, you know, that's, I hope that with the, you, it, with writing, you never know, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be like being right. a musical artist or, but the best thing, old John Grisham quote, and it's, I don't think he probably came up with it, but it's like, once you get your foot in the door, you better put one out every year. You know, mm-hmm. the reason there is, and that's, you know, that's. If you're a literary genius and you're writing like the next great American novel, it's probably not the case. You know, you could win the Pulitzer and take 10 years off to write your next great yeah. masterpiece. Yeah. But if you want to do it and, and do it, you know, according to John Grisham, you write a book a year. That way it gives people time to read it. And so I'm working really hard. I told you I had all those other books done, um, you know, so that there is a next book um, and it is right now it is being considered so like it has to be like I have an agent now and mm-hmm. and he's you know it, he is shopping the book you know to to yeah. out there to see it so I, I would cool. think before long we'll know nice. um, something on very that. nice but no spoilers I can't no get okay fine all right, right we'll wait <laughs> but I will say it's another Arkansas based book okay and it might even be inspired by um, a true crime that happened around here not too That's long right. ago. I do know what you're talking don't about. Don't say it. I don't remember it, but yeah. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, and I I look forward to. I love reading your column. You still doing the sports? Yeah. What's it called? Athletic, the athletic support. <laughs> I love reading that. You're so. It's an wise. advice column for parents of athletes. That's right, and there are some good questions uh, people and send ask. them in if you're listening. I, I, I'm always scraping the barrel for questions. So right, yeah. don't make me come up with a Miss <laughs> Pat. She sent in one before. I did send Grandma, some. Yeah, yeah. People, you know, uh, anybody who has. A young athlete, yeah. 
no matter who, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, cousins, mom, dad, you know, whatever, um, they yours yours is a good place to go yep. to send it in. Yep. It's anonymous. Yep. Uh, but honestly, the things that that I've read. <laughs> It come from so many different people. Yeah. You know, across the board, everybody's yeah. encountered that coach uh, or that parent or, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and you give good advice. Well, thanks. I think you do a good and job on that. And it's just eli.craner at gmail.com. So you, and I, they yeah. are always, and that's the biggest thing I get is like, people are like, I got a question, but I don't want to tell it to you because... I know little Jimmy's coach is going to figure out, you know, that it was me. And I'm like, well, I'll make little Jimmy little Susie and, you know, we'll never know. We'll change the sport. It won't be yeah. football. It'll yeah. be so soccer. Send and them in. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't matter what you're writing. You're you're just a writer, Eli. Mm. And, and I think um, you could write anything. I, I think you could write fantasy <laughs> i think you could write middle grade book about a zombie brain there you go See, i mean brain munching really, zombie teachers could you could you get further apart oh you couldn't <laughs> and i'll tell you pat like when this book first came out you know it was literally on the heels it was like two months into brains mm-hmm. and i was like I, like i remember having that first conversation with this editor at this very prestigious new york you know press and finally like and i was just sitting there like they're going to figure out about my self-published like middle grade zombie book. They're going to figure out. And then, you know, eventually they never said anything. And finally I was like, okay, because here's why, like you're never going to sell as many books with a middle grade, like, or with a, with a self-published book, mm-hmm. like on a, you know, a national scale. Cause you don't have that whole mm-hmm. thing. And those sales could hurt you. Like they could look mm-hmm. at it and they could be like, Oh, you know, like when they run the numbers, like, well, look, he only sold this many copies you know, it's not quite like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, this was probably uh, an anxiety of mine by too much Googling, you know, and figuring, mm-hmm. trying to figure out the market. And so finally, I was just like, to my editor, I was like, I self-published a middle grade zombie book. <laughs> and she was like, Eli, we know all about books make brains <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, well, um, you know, thinking I'm like this big time tough, you know, like crime writer, thriller, you know, literary guy. Now I was like, well, is it going to hurt my street cred? You know, that I've published this, this, this kid's book about zombies. She was like, no, you know, if anything, like just what you said, like, it just shows, you know, that you're not some, you know, the the, the age of like Hemingway and those, you know, that's, you know, you gotta be some burly, you know, fighter, writer, you know, writing is writing, whether it's a column, a paper, a And you don't, you don't fit into those little, um, cubby holes, you know, oh, this is Eli. No, you have the entire, uh, plethora of cubby holes and they're all yours. (laughs) So let's see, I'll go to this one now and it's a historical romance set in Regency, England. I don't know about that. You never know. You never know. You've got contacts in England now, but I will read it if you write it. I'll call Peter. (laughs) Well, oh my gosh, everybody, I have so enjoyed this and uh, maybe we'll do it again before the release of the book and, and talk and get something out there, but it's always great to to talk to you, to visit with you, and to um, learn more about your journey. People who don't know it, I think it's something that um, should be shared. Uh, it's encouraging for new authors and young writers who don't know what to do. And um, you know, we we've had panels where we've had people come in and yeah. give their different. I did it this way. I did it this way. And so. 
You can have well, your very own panel someday. Well, anybody who is listening that's an author locally or mm-hmm. wherever, mm-hmm. one of the things that I did starting out that was the up, I mean, I would just find people I loved. I'd finish a book. And what I'd usually do is like I'd read their book and like mark through it, like finding my eight or nine favorite passages. Mm-hmm. And then I'd find these authors' email, you know, because authors yeah. are not like, actors or actresses or musicians you know they're not quite like John Grisham could probably walk down Main Street and you know one out of ten people would probably Might recognize yeah, who he yeah. was like looking yeah, at be his like, face you look, you are, look, you look you know, like somebody you know you so know. authors are different you know yeah. they're not quite as busy so I would actually reach out and email authors you know and, and show them like I just read this book I loved it these are my favorite parts of it and just tell them you know thanks so and stuff good. Yeah. And, um, and through that it started you know a list of people who really helped, you know, as I started to get, okay, well, now I've got an agent asking, you know, then I could reach out to that person again, like, hey, man, not, yeah. not much, don't take much of your time, but I just had that, do you know of this agency? It was a way, so you don't have to read my book, <laughs> but you can just email me, you know, if you're a young author or starting out, and, and you can, it's all on my website, you know, just look me up on whatever. And, and what is your website? It's just elacrainer.com. There you yeah. go, there you go. Yeah. But it has been great having you here and talking to you and getting to share this adventure with you. It's been a wonderful journey so far, and we're looking forward to the, the rest of the way. And uh, we're, we're so appreciative that you are supportive of us. Uh, it means a lot to us. So, um, guys, uh, d- listen to what Eli's had to say and uh, contact him if you have questions. Uh, and um, just look forward to his book coming out. We're excited about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Pat. Thank <laughs> you.